When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Harut Markarian, and this is Mobility and Inclusion, the show where we share the powerful stories of people with disabilities and daring entrepreneurs making waves in our world. From technological innovations to best practices in business, we'll learn what it really means to live in an inclusive and universally designed environment. Welcome to a new episode of Mobility and Inclusion. I am your host, Harut Markarian, and I am joined today with Steve Sims. He is the visionary founder of the world's first luxury concierge that delivers unmatched experience to all those who are interested in living life to its fullest. Steve Sims is a speaker, a coach, a creative disruptor. He is a podcast host and the speakeasy host that I am looking forward to attending on the 17th and 18th of October of this year. Steve is also the author of the book, Blue Fishing, The Art of Making Things Happen, and he has a new book coming out on the 19th of October titled Go For Stupid. Steve, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I know I didn't uh, do justice to you by that introduction. It's, there's so much more to who Steve Sims is and what you've done, but uh, I thought we can cover some of that in our conversation. It's a good start. Yeah, okay, good. Uh, but you know, before before we uh, get into the you know various exciting events that you have coming up, and uh, I wanted to highlight your extraordinary story of going from a, a bricklayer in London to working with the most influential people in the world, like Elon Musk, Richard Branson, and Sir Elton John. You know, how were you able to break that lineage? Because it seems like most of us have a hard time doing that. You just hit it. You literally just get most of you have a hard time hitting it because you've told yourself you will. And that's that's the problem that that's that's the whole reason I wrote this book. You know, like all entrepreneurs, we get aggravated, we get annoyed and then we solve what annoys us. And then we find someone else has got the same problem and sell them the solution. That's that's business basics. One one when COVID came across. I was hearing so many excuses. I can't go to the gym. I can't connect with people for business. I can't. It was just excuse central. And I thought to myself, this is ridiculous. It ain't that tough. It ain't that hard. We've just got to stop giving ourselves the get out clause. Yeah. So that was the whole premise behind go for stupid. And I actually started writing uh, memes and uh, statements on Instagram because I was pissed off, you know, <laughs> And I was like saying, it's quite rude. How many fat people are moaning that they can't go to the gym anymore when they never used to go to the gym in the first place? You know, just those kind of things. Yeah. Um, and then someone said, look, you should write a book. And it grew. And I realized that in today's economy, in today's environment, we're not scared of trying. We're scared of other people seeing us fail. Mm -hmm. And that was really gone. So you'll turn around, you'll go, oh, I'd love to meet Elton John. And that'll take 
don't know, two seconds for you to say it. And then you'll go, oh, but I don't know how to get hold of him. Why would he want to meet? I can't play the piano. Oh, my God, I'm crazy. No, I could never meet Elton. You'll <laughs> give yourselves all the reason. You'll spend 10 minutes telling yourself why you can't do something that you wanted to do. Yeah. No one else, you. And that's that's the ridiculousness today. Yeah, absolutely. And I can't get, I actually, I can't agree with you more. One, we spent literally like two seconds uh, talking about what we want to do yep. and an hour convincing ourselves why we shouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it makes, it makes no sense, but we're in, we're in this gotcha society. Mm -hmm. um, and there's an old saying, what would you do today if you couldn't fail? Well, I don't want to do things and this is going to sound stupid, I don't want to do things that don't fail because all of the education comes from failure. Absolutely. You don't become educated when things win. You know, those rich people that are rich because they won the lottery, they don't know how to get rich. They won the lottery. Someone that's been bankrupt three times has lost four companies and is now a billionaire. Think of all the wealth of knowledge that person has. Yeah. That's true education. OK, so for me, I want to do things I want to grow. But here's the daft thing. What would you do today if you weren't frightened of someone laughing at you? And, and that changes your entire frame set. You think about it today. We've got Americans funniest videos. We've got TikTok reels. We love seeing someone trip up. You know, if you think about we love seeing a president trip over something. Forget forget the fact that he's talking about war. If he says something wrong in his words, or if he trips over, or if he drops a pen, <laughs> look at him, he drops his pen, he's an idiot. Yeah. We're in that kind of society. Uh, unfortunately, yes. It, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if you remember, let's let's pick on something that we all know about. Do you remember when Elon Musk released the Cybertruck? Yes. Right. He released a truck that the only commonality with any other road-going truck in existence ever was the fact that it had four rubber tires. <laughs> everything else, suspension, bodywork, composite, everything, powertrain, everything was different to any other truck ever. But what was the headline news the following day? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I remember. What happened on the night of the unveiling of that Cybertruck on stage? I honestly do not know. Did not even watch it. Did you hear about the stone going through the bulletproof window? Oh, that's true. Yes. <laughs> no, I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It made headlines. Now, the yeah. following day, it wasn't, hey, someone reinvents the truck. Yeah. Someone gives us something so dynamic. Someone basically reinvents the wheel, it was, no, it was, ha-ha, what goes through the window, you're an idiot. Yeah. And that's what yeah. we want to do. What the fuck's wrong with us? This yeah. man got out and did something wonderful, and we were looking, begging for a reason to laugh at him. Yeah. And sure the second he did, it was good. Yeah, even even Elon Musk at the, at, at the day, I think, made fun of that glass, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, oh, no, he I did. Remember. Yes. He did. And then he did a video where he put three doors up uh, on a wall mm -hmm. and shot projectiles at them. Yes. And the last one looked like a missile launcher. 
And every single one of them never penetrated the glass. But do you know how many people actually saw that video? Uh, A lot less than the ones that saw the bullet. No one cared. No one cared. We want to point and laugh. We love to raise people up and then we like to destroy them. That's the economy we're in. We're in a crab culture. Mm -hmm. And over the past two years, because of COVID, it's been amplified. We've been sitting there in our room so frustrated that all we want to do is pull people down. And what was the what was the tagline for COVID? It was the cancel culture. Yeah. You know, I want to find out that you wore an outfit that you dressed up as a Chinese person in 1974 at a fancy dress party. And then I'm going to ruin your entire career because of that. Yeah, yeah. We love to catch people out now, and it's pissing me off. I guarantee you by now there are people that hate me. They may even (laughs) have grabbed a nugget, and they're going to use it. But I think today we need to stop being frightened of what other people think and start showing up. Absolutely, absolutely. And, I mean, I can't agree with you more. I think society as a whole became very shallow. Uh, we're We're not really looking into, as you said, the... Uh, you know, the major effects of someone's invention, but we're actually laughing at a small portion of, of the failure that that person had. But I mean, uh, I guess th- and that's what uh, that's what will gain us or or those who try harder, the, the haters or the lovers, right? That's what separates them. But uh, so I hope so. <laughs> uh, I mean, like you said, right? Like, I mean, based on this conversation, you could gain lovers and haters hopefully but what attracted me to you really you know i i heard you speak twice i had the opportunity for that to listen to you speak and what attracted me to you was you know uh, you were approachable you were authentic and you spoke about your own experiences and how various decisions either contributed to your growth or your failure and you weren't afraid to admit that and that's what kind of gravitate me towards towards you right and now i'm looking forward to the speakeasy event i'm looking and just like i i every time i interact with you it's 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 fun and enjoyable interaction for me so well here's the dumb thing about that statement okay isn't it a shame that that is the boasting points isn't it a shame where we actually revere someone for being real we you you've actually you've you've added favor to me because I'm a real person. Well, if you're doing that, it just means that everyone else is not. And that's the shame. You see, the dumb thing is, and you said about it before, there are people that love you, there are people that hate you. There are three kinds of people in the planet. One of them is your fault. The first kind of people in the planet are people that hate you. They're going to hate you regardless. They hate you because you got no hair. They hate you because you're wearing glasses. They hate you because of your skin, your height, your color, your your fascination with music. For whatever reason, Mm -hmm. they hate you. And you know, that's fine. You know, that's absolutely fine. They'll go about their life. They'll be fine. I'll be fine. And then there are other people that they love you. For the reasons that someone hates you, They love you. No matter what you say, they absolutely adore you. They can't get enough of you. They love you. And then there's the third kind of people, the worst species in the planet that you built. Yeah. And that's the fence sitters. Now, you're in business. 
you're trying to do business. You're trying to look good, sound good, write good. You've got all of these kind of things that you're doing that is changing who you actually are. And so all of a sudden, all those people around you, they're going, well, I'm not quite sure what he's like. You know, I'm not picking up on, is he real? Is he not real? And so they're fence sitters. Yeah. The talent and power and strength of me is because I'm me. And I've often told people it takes zero effort to be me. I don't (laughs) have to try. I just turn up. This is it. Whether you meet me in a bar, whether you meet me in a biker rally, whether you meet me on stage at a speakeasy, wherever you meet me, this is it. No effort. And also no fence sitters because there's no one that's confused about me. Yeah. And so in today's world, I don't want you to try to be authentic. I want you to stop trying. I run a branding agency. Me and Henry run a branding company called Sims.media. This should be bankrupt. In fact, and Henry's not going to like me saying this, I would like it to be bankrupt. I would like us not to have a single client because everyone in the planet is standing up for who they really are. Mm-hmm. But until that happens, we're going to stay in business. But that's a shame. Yeah. Well, I mean, and again, come and I'm a new entrepreneur coming into this, uh, you know, entrepreneurial world. I've been raised and groomed in the corporate world, right? Where much more of the shallowness and not being yourself, right? All that exists a lot more, at least in my experience. So, and I, I wasn't comfortable, you know, for me, you know, the same way I'm talking to you right now, the same way I show up in the world and people either love me or hate me or they think that I'm a, I'm an idiot or I'm the smartest person ever, right? Whatever the case may be. And coming into the uh, in, in the entrepreneurial world, I started my own company and I'm like raising funds right now. And sometimes I approach investors and I'm like, you know, I don't know what to tell them. I said, hey, here's my pitch deck, Right. Any other questions you have, I'm here, ask me, right? This is the best I was able to do with my limited experience, right? So that, that's it for me. But then you get people like either not respond to you or or like make a face, right? You know, it's like, I was like, dude, I came to you with all my authentic self, presented you this, right? So, you know, just give me the same courtesy at least, right? Just Treat me the same way. So tell me, tell but me. People are scared. Starts, yeah, right? people. The downside is you can repel people by your honesty. Yeah. And you can turn up to someone and you can go, hey, I've got a problem. Have you got a problem? How many times do you turn around, even to your friends? And bear in mind, this is not bad. It's just the society that we're in. How many times do you speak to your friend and you go, hey, how are you doing? And they go, oh, I'm great. I, mean, I, I do it too. We all do it. It's yeah. just a natural. Hey, Steve, how you doing? Oh, I'm great. Am yeah. I really? Yeah. Not really. You know, I'm not feeling too good at the moment. You know, a bit hungover or a bit under the weather or I've got a bit of a cold or, you know, having an argument with Claire, you know, or the kids are annoying me. We don't admit any of that stuff. And what <laughs> happens if you see someone and you go, hey, Steve, how you doing? And I go, well, actually, funny you should ask that because my kids are causing me problems, and oh my god, this, this, um, these interest rates are going up, and this. Uh, when I start to tell you, 
you kind of go, oh my God, I didn't want him to actually tell me, you know, <laughs> I was only true, being yeah. nice, yeah. you know, and we have that kind of bullshit. Yeah. So it's funny how life is actually changing and what it's teaching us is acceptable. And I'm here to say, let's not allow that to be acceptable. You know, I said to someone the other day, I said, you know, how are you doing in your business? And he was like, oh, fine. I'm great. I'm brilliant. I'm like, good. Now that we've got that bullshit out of the way, how are you doing? And he was like, actually, I'm having real trouble getting the scaling. All right. Let's, let's talk about that. Let's handle that. Yeah. So yeah. that's what we've got to focus on today. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's, that's a lot of what you talked in your first book, Blue Fishing, uh, right? Yep. And, and that's, that's another thing I really enjoyed reading that because, you know, even, even when I go to work, I, uh, you know, you walk across people, your coworkers at work, they'll be like, Hey, how you doing? And I'm like, maybe they respond, maybe they don't as you walk by. Right. And it's like, so I'm like, why are we even talking to each other? If there's nothing really to say there, if it's a, a shallow uh, greeting, might as well not do it. Right. Because it yeah. doesn't matter. The re You're not really expecting a response. Right. No, but that's what we got. And yeah. that's, that's, that's why I wanted to do it. I wanted to see if I could, as I say, COVID annoyed me enough uh -huh. that I wanted to see if I could annoy people into action. Yeah. Um, and as entrepreneurs, we get aggravated and then we do things. Yeah, yeah. So in writing the book, and it started off just by little memes and little quotes. Mm -hmm. And then I started interviewing some of my friends and starting to look at my life and suddenly started to notice this correlation between how we need to be going for stupid, ridiculous goals. And we need to dare to think differently. And anyone that we revere, anyone we look up to, Jeff Bezos, John Portajuria, um, uh, Steve Jobs, um, uh, Warren Buffett, Elon Musk, anyone that we look at as going against a trend dares to go for grand goals. Yeah, yeah. They don't go for impossible goals. They don't do the stupid thing where they go, I'm going to make the impossible possible. I've never heard any one of these people say that. They go for stupid. They go for ridiculous. They go for a target so stupid that they are willing to be laughed at. Mm -hmm. But they're going for it. Yeah. And I wanted people today to listen to some of the things I've been up to, learn from, you know, an ex-bricklayer from London and how he's now working with the, the Vatican and Elon Musk and these people, and go, well, okay, if he can do it, then again, I'm out of excuses. Mm -hmm. So what's the tactics? And that's what I wanted to run through within basically putting this whole book together to go for stupid. So I'm hoping it's going to aggravate people to be willing to be real, willing to be giggled at and not worrying about it. Because those people that giggle at you, like I've got up on stage and I've said things and people have gone, oh, and they've giggled. And then when I've come off stage, they've said, I wish I could do that on stage. And I've gone, well, why can't you? I, I, I just did. Why can't you? Yeah. And yeah. they stop themselves from doing what they want to do. Absolutely. And you know, you know why I, what I admire about, about your work, you're consistent, right? So everything I know about you or the little that I know about you, you know, from, from our limited interactions, from me being on your website, from just our conversation right now, from me reading your book, um, even now that you're talking about, about go for stupid, everything is consistent with who I know Steve Sims to be. 
and which is which is which is I think it's another problem these days that people are trying to show up in these different you know like you talked about branding right your branding uh organization or company yeah. that you have with your son and i'm sure you talk about this like how do you present yourself to people and how to come across consistently versus confusing people with what you do or what you not what you don't do well people people are scared people are terrified so the second they step in a business it's a case of okay how do i look how do I sound? Mm -hmm. How do I come across? How do I appear? So I better get a picture that makes me look good. Oh, not that one, because I'm a little bit chubby in that one. Oh, my hair's not good. Yeah. I need a better picture there. And then they write copy the text on the website, and then they go, well, that sounds stupid. So they go and pay someone mm -hmm. to write more elaborate copy. Yeah. And then what they do is they put all that together, and they send that out into the universe. Well, the downside is, it's pictures that aren't really them. It's text that they would never even say, letting them be able to spell. Mm -hmm. So they've just sent out an image, a persona, a facade of them that's not real. Yeah, yeah. And that's where it gets crazy. And it can get real cancerous. It can just grow. And if you don't catch it quick, I had a, um, a very, very famous influencer that we're working on at the moment. And everything that we're doing with them at the moment is to deconstruct who they, th who people think they are. Mm -hmm. You know, they've done so many websites. They've done so many different interviews. They've done so many offers that every time they do it, they kind of reinvent themselves to be a little bit smarter. And they've lost the authenticity of who they actually are. Now, they are brilliant, caring, dedicated, focused strong people mm -hmm. yeah but so, everything else is a facade so yeah. it's amazing how you're you're usually the one that creates the confusion and then you hire a company like us to first of all clean you up and breed this single thing that everyone needs in today's world mm -hmm. clarity clarity yeah yeah and i i heard you speak a lot about clarity but uh, to to your point about you know appearing in uh, different me in different media outlets and different podcasts you know basically if you're an influencer you're out there a lot so how much of your representation has to do with you versus how much uh, or what percentage of that is represented by the media so wh wh what's that in your experience like what's that percentage like so there was a friend of mine in, in Hollywood that says, um, never believe your own press. Um, but the, the, the press is an animal. Um, and the media is a drug that so many people want. Mm -hmm. And there's always a fear that they will actually believe it. So you've got to be really strong in realizing that you are who you are. You stand for what you stand for. And you've got to, and here's the key, show up. Mm -hmm. Now, if you've got social accounts, look at them and go, is that me? If I showed my mum my social account, would she recognize her son? Or would she go, oh, you know, why are you doing that? You don't usually wear that suit. Ooh, I didn't think you liked cars. Why are you leaning up against that car? Would they recognize you? I've often said... Are you great at, at branding or are you great at branding you? 
That's the key. We want people to be them. We want to have that interaction with real people. And here's the thing. Today, we're getting less of it. Siri, Alexa, Amazon, all of these transactional companies, you bark an order, you get it. Mm -hmm. Today, we're losing the ability to communicate, but we're still human beings. You will still walk past a bush, and if it rustles, you'll still be on guard. You have these instincts. You're still an animal. That hasn't progressed in thousands of years, and it's not going to put You see a pretty girl, a pretty guy, you see whatever you like, and you go, hmm, yeah? Yeah. We're animals. (laughs) And as animals, the sole single focus of an animal is to get involved in a pack it can relate to. That's why we have Facebook groups. That's why we have friend groups. Mm -hmm. Everything. That's why we had Clubhouse. Hey, I want to be a part of that pack. I want to be a part of that group. Yeah, yeah. But if we're not able to communicate, we're losing our ability to make a judgment as to, is this a good group I want to be in? Because let's be honest, how many groups have you joined that have been a waste of time? Oh, a lot. Yeah. But the good thing is your aggravation has meant that you've continued to do it to find the group that works for you. Absolutely. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be able to put a group together so that it would be a group that I wanted to be part of, that I could also help people fail, fall Mm -hmm. over, scuff their knees, make mistakes, and be willing to be laughed at so we can turn around and go, hey, we're going to laugh at you inside our group, but we're never going to allow outside people to do it. Yeah, We're here to support you. We're going to take the piss. We're going to have a laugh. We're going to be comrades, and we're going to support each other. So that when you're out there, you're powerful. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And, you know, speaking about fear of failure and stuff like that, and that's another thing from your book, you know, the worst thing in the world is not that you'll try something and get knocked down or laughed at. The worst thing that uh, that could happen uh, is to be exactly in the same spot a year from now. Terrifying. That, that's for, that for me is really terrifying. And, you know, yeah. a couple of years back, Actually, right before the pandemic, when I first had my two kids, I looked at myself and I'm like, what future am I promising my two children and my wife? Right. And I didn't want to be I didn't want to be the person that was two years ago. Right. So that's why I started, you know, uh, doing things differently. Uh, I I can't really say uh, that I'm successful at it yet. And I don't know when I'll be at that level, but to your, at least I'm trying new things, right? Like you said, you know, you insert yourself into these different groups till you find the right one where everyone's supportive of you and you're supportive of them. So yeah. that's that resonates a lot with me. Um, yeah. Let's do a, a little segue. Why why did the Forbes call you the real life Wizard of Oz? <laughs> oh, that was a really tough morning. Um it really was. So for years, I was probably the most connected person in the planet that no one ever knew. Uh-huh. You know, I was the guy at the back of the room, you know, in different parties all over the planet. You had no idea who I was. You know, people thought I was the security. I had some guy once hand me the keys thinking I was in charge of the valet guy. <laughs> and he'd actually walked into the party and still had his keys. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, th- there you go. You're- can you hand those to the van? I was like, yeah, okay. And I did. Actually handed them to the valley people. So then one day I got the chance of an article and I took it 
and it was with Forbes. And Forbes wrote like this eight-page article on me with uh, Richard Branson and a whole bunch of other people. And overnight, my anonymity was gone. You know, anyone that worked with me, most people that worked with me stayed with me. Some of those people didn't want to work with me anymore because they didn't want people realizing that it was me that was making them interesting rather than them. So I lost a few clients, but the real key was I woke up one morning. I was living in Florida at the time, and uh, this guy phones me up, and he's like, hey, wizard. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and he's like, wizard, wizard of Oz, the wonderful wizard of Oz. And I'm like, what the hell are you going on about, man? He's like, you know you're the wizard of Oz. I'm like, y- you're annoying me and losing me. What are you talking about? And he's like, dude. And he texts me this this. Uh, article and it was in Forbes and there I am you know the Wizard of Oz I'm like shit and I was so mortified because the Wizard of Oz he's this grumpy little fella that hides behind a curtain you know he's a fake he's a fraud you know Uh and it really annoyed me that I thought shit Forbes are calling me that now the article was not it was the real life Wizard of Oz the man that makes magic and it was a very very good article for me yeah but i actually bothered the hell out of me um until the day went on and then everyone loved it and so ever since then i've been called the real life wizard of oz that's that's an awesome story it's it's amazing like how sometimes the titles uh you know give an i some idea that you already know about that might not be to your liking but then the content of it is like a whole new right picture of what you what you truly are and what you truly want other people to see you as. Yep, yep, yeah. It was. Uh, I had no control of it, but I was very happy it came out. Yeah, that's all. That's amazing. That's awesome. So, all right, back to the go for stupid. Who should read this book? Who is this book for? All right. So, who should read it? Everyone that's aggravated. Okay, that's that's the first statement. If you're happy in your life, you don't want to make any more of yourself. But let's be serious. They wouldn't be listening to this podcast in any case. So it's anyone that's aggravated to actually get to the next step. How can you get out of the way of yourself? How can you eliminate your boundaries? How can you eliminate what you're terrified of and to actually dare to go for stupid? Um, It's going to give you the tactics. It's going to give you the stories of how you can actually start setting ridiculous goals and achieving them. Mm-hmm. If someone wants to make a million dollars, go for five and fail and make three. Yeah, That's the way it should work. Never go for what you can achieve. What the hell do you know you can achieve? Yeah. Go for what is ridiculous. Go for what will be willing to be laughed at and set your standards. Mm-hmm. And standards is a big running theme of this book of how to, how to adopt better standards. So have people rise to you and not you go to them. So do you recommend uh, standards actually is one is another thing that you keep talking about in your keynote speeches too. So I recognize that as well. Um, so do you recommend people reading the blue fishing book first uh, to get acquainted or they can just pick up the new one? I, I don't, that, they're not the same. It's not a sequel. These mm-hmm. are two different sections. Uh, one is now telling you because when, when blue fishing came out, it was part memoir, part education. And you've read it, so you know that. Yes. I actually thought it'd be a flop because I thought to myself, well, what I do, everybody does. Mm -hmm. Until I realized, no, they don't. Now, I couldn't understand that because what I did wasn't hard. 
you know, I just, I just did it. Yeah. And then I realized how scared people were. So this book really is about how to get over that fear. If you're in business, you already know running a business is hard. So yeah. how can you make it more pleasurable? How can you scale it? And how can you amplify your message to make it easier and make it more profitable? So no, you don't need to buy blue fishing first. Hey, I'll be happy if you do. But on the 18th of October, you can buy Go For Stupid. You can buy it on Amazon or you can visit stevedsims.com. Or here's a little thing for you. If you text the word Sims, S-I-M-S, to 33777, you'll be the first one to know when it's available on Amazon to purchase. Awesome. There you go. Just text Sims, S-I-M-S, to 33777, right? Correct. And you're going to, when you get the book, there's a little secret that you're going to enjoy. When you open the book, there's a little QR code in there that when you scan it, you're going to be happy you did. Cool. And uh, are, are we allowed to ask what's going to happen when they scan the, the code? Or you can ask, code? but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's a surprise for you. So, hey, if, if, if I, you know, I, again, I read a lot of your materials. I read your obviously blue fishing book. I can't wait to read the go for stupid one. And I think it's uh, so much uh, time-wise, I think it's it's appropriate for me that I read the blue fishing book and that now I'm going to, you know, I'm looking forward to reading the go for stupid. What about the speakeasy uh, event? Uh, can people still sign up to that? I think we've got about eight tickets left. Okay. Um, you know, we always capped them off at around 40. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we have some special guests that so they bring some of their guests, but it's always a small group. There is some, uh, some tickets left. The beautiful thing about the speakeasy, as you know, is you don't even know where it is. No. Yeah. You've grabbed a ticket. Yeah. You know, we always try to, we like to mess with people's heads. Mm -hmm. We like to get them slightly uncomfortable before we provide an amazing experience that solves your problem. So yeah, there's eight tickets left. It's in Hollywood. You can go to stevedsims.com, look up on the top, it'll say Speakeasy, click on that. And if you want to get a little bit of an idea of what we do, go beneath that, and there's a little link there that says, what is a Speakeasy? And it'll give you an idea of the kind of things we've got up to. Awesome, awesome. Anything else you'd like to share uh, that I forgot to ask you? No, but I want people to start. I, I want people to be successful. That's the only thing I care. I'm trying to do something to make the world a better place and to be the kind of world that I want to live in. So, so I dare people to do things differently. That's that's amazing. By the way, I want everyone to know that when when we had our when you interviewed me, uh, you know, you gave me free, few pointers, right? Like you know, you spoke about chalk, central hub of communication, right? And um, and you told me to, uh, you know, I have to, you know, basically have my own central hub of communication where all my news will, you know, will, you know, get distributed. So I, I want you to know that today my website went public. Well <laughs> so, done. Good, yeah. good, good. I'm glad the advice, I'll take a look at it, but I'm glad the advice uh, created some kind of movement. Absolutely. It did. Yeah. And, you know, I, and I cannot, I cannot thank you enough. I cannot. And you're, you know, to be completely honest with, with, with you, with everyone who's listening to the show, you are my first high profile person on the, on the, on my podcast. And I truly appreciate it. Uh, it's, it really, it's, it really means a lot to me 
to have you on the show to you know have this genuine interaction and conversation and which is which has been always there every time I interacted with you so I thank you so much and uh you know I can't wait to see you in October I look forward to seeing you and thanks for having me this podcast is a part of the c-suite radio network for more top business podcasts visit c-suiteradio.com